0: All right. Welcome to the Inward Bound podcast, a journey to the self with Alex and Kirsten. I'm Alex. I'm Kirsten. It's first time doing it. <laughs> Going to take some getting used to. Just a rough draft. Welcome.
1: This will be the worst video we ever do. Or worst the best. Podcast. Or the best. Or the best. We'll see.
0: Welcome to the, the living room, the fireplace, the good vibe factory, if you will.
1: The juice factory. Even though we don't have our main source of juice here with us yet.
0: Yeah,
1: she's with the grandparents.
0: She's with the grandparents. Okay, I'm gonna turn this around.
1: Oh yeah, keep looking at my no, All right. Okay. So,
0: who are we and what are we doing?
1: Yeah, we're so we're obviously not obviously, but we're partners, husband wife. We have a daughter together, a one year old, almost one year old little girl that is awesome and honestly has set us on this journey that we're on I think we were we've obviously been on our own each separate life journeys and then together when we got married but she is my why and we have a greater why but at the end of the day she is why I want to be my best self also for Alex but yeah just be the best example that I can be for her
0: yeah and a little bit of background just on both of us. So, Kirsten is a registered dietitian and she's worked in the NFL. She's worked with college athletes. She's worked with moms, just everyday people and dads, anybody, anybody that needs nutrition help, because everybody needs nutrition help, as you'll find out. And I've spent the last decade working in strength and conditioning at the coll- collegiate level, working for a tech startup in fitness. And literally yesterday was my last day because we just feel as though we're being led to try to spread a little light, share a little love. And we've been on this journey of self-love, self-care, and figuring out that I think both of us grew up, but I think a lot of people grew up in environments that self-care wasn't something that was pushed or necessarily celebrated. selfish a
1: lot of times, I think. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people see self-care as being selfish, but we just want to try to help people do what we're doing and take everybody on the journey with us to become our best selves, love ourselves, accept ourselves, know ourselves, and quit being distracted. Wake up a little bit. Spend a little bit more time outside. Spend a little bit more time with your loved ones. But spend a lot a bit more time with yourself.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is not comfortable. It's really getting out of your comfort zone and embracing a growth mindset is kind of what we're at least prioritizing. And I think has, I know I'll speak for myself, allowed me to go on this journey of finding myself. And, like, I don't know if I necessarily fully love myself yet, but I'm sure a lot closer than I was when I started. This is our dog, Django.
0: He will be in and out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Loving guy. He knows no rules. But, yeah, I don't. Oh, self-care. Yeah. And he's making me lose my train of thought. But anyway, I would like to read our why. This is just something we've been talking about, joining forces and working together. It's always been something that I thought would be cool is to work with Alex because he does push me and helps me grow. And I know he believes in me. And so, I just have always thought like he would be a great coworker, and even just seeing him at his previous job and other jobs before that, and like his mentorship abilities and leadership abilities and empathy, like he's just a very empathetic person, and who do you want surrounding you and as your coworker, those type of people, and obviously, like I married him, so I love him like. But so, yeah, we've decided that we're going to go on this journey together and work together and just share our journey and hopefully, like Alex said, encourage and empower others to do the same in the best way that works for them.
0: And I think what we've come to find out is, and what we truly believe in is like everybody has their own perspective and lens that they're operating within the world and the information that they know. And us with our backgrounds and how into wellness we have become and our schooling and everything our, our experiences we take for granted sometime what people don't know and I know like me personally I can speak to just like clients that I've worked with that don't even understand like how good sleep is for you or how good just like taking a breather and taking a second to just check in on yourself and see how you're doing is there's so many people that don't know that or don't understand or maybe go really hard in one direction they're like super into fitness or super into nutrition but they forget because we're big on mind body and soul taking care of mindfulness and meditation whatever that looks like for you but an all-encompassing thing instead of I think both of us worked in realms where it was very heavily performance bound and don't get me wrong helping athletes incredible really fun to do beans too yeah and they need the same kind of help but Why can't everybody treat themselves like they're a professional athlete? Like maybe not to them. We'll talk about this at some point, but not to the same like dedication or extremism way of being a professional athlete. But like, why don't you optimize yourself and try to live your best life? And how can you live your best life unless you're like actually meeting your needs?
1: Mm -hmm. Had something, but I lost. Oh, yeah. So that's why inward bound is just as we're brainstorming, okay, what represents like our mission here? And we're forming a company or business together called AKG Wellbeing, we think is the title. But then for the podcast, what are we really doing here? And Inward Bound really stuck out for us because that is the journeys we're on is literally going inside instead of listening to all the external stuff that's out there. And don't get me wrong, like I've utilized a ton of different, like, amazing resources that other people have done, pouring their, like, passions and being vulnerable and all this stuff. Brene Brown, the holistic psychologist, uh, the Outlive book that you, like, so there's, I'm not saying, like, learn from those people, but then at the end of the day, it's how do you take all that information and learn about it, but then use it for yourself. Everyone is different. Everyone is so individual and has different needs and all this and has different circumstances that they're working through. And going inward is what we found. And there's this movement of we are our own expert. Like even when I'm working with someone on nutrition, like sometimes they just want me to give them like a meal plan and follow this, eat this exact thing. And it's, yeah, I can do that. But at the end of the day, like I need to know what you're going to enjoy eating, what Is going to be realistic for you and your schedule and all this stuff and like you have to be a part of that process and so it's the same thing with your mind body soul taking care of all those and your whole being because we were talking about it earlier today you only get one body you only we only get one life and we're all just doing the best we can and so we want to help people in doing the best they can to take care of themselves control what they can control what you can control so that If everyone just controlled what they could control and did their best and had these resources and had these tools in their pocket that they could pull out and use to regulate their emotions, to fuel themselves properly, hydrate themselves, get all the sleep and rest that they need, move their bodies in ways they enjoy. Like, just think about the impact of that on how the people that you're around, like, I know when I'm in a good mood and I'm taking care of myself, like, I'm much more able to show up in the way that I want to show up with my husband with my daughter um, at work like I've you know I've also not been where I am now and looking back and I'm like oh man like I really was not sometimes the proud of who I was or the best version of myself with coworkers. whether it's you know I wasn't eating or taking care of my own self because I'm worried about everyone else which that's I mean if you're a mom out there if you're even dads like anyone out there, a caregiver, like that is so common to be putting, you know, other people before yourself. And like we said, like grew up thinking like that was selfish if you took time for yourself. And I just think there's a better way.
0: Yes, there's a better way. And it doesn't have to be as extreme as what we've come to found as because like, again, we have Expertise and we have experience and we have knowledge, and just taking a look at the landscape that is like what fitness culture has become and how extreme it can feel, where it's, okay, I, I have to do X, Y, Z and this and so much of this and all of this, and then it starts to become so overwhelming for people when really, at the end of the day, something is always better than nothing. there it, a little bit of something every day doing the work daily and just committing to that, no matter what that looks like for you. I know that there are so many clients and people that I've worked with in the past that's, hey, you need to do this and you should do this. Oh, I don't think I had the time to do that. A five minute walk is still better than nothing. Like it doesn't have to be this intense thing. It doesn't have to be, well, I, I have to go on this super intense, strict diet. No, it can literally just be intent and like doing the best that you can. Maybe you don't have vegetables every meal, but are you trying to maybe get them in a day? Like a little bit of something for yourself there to just do those things. But I think the like one of the most important things that we really want to get across to people or hope, hope and pray that it comes through is we're not perfect. <laughs> and we have a lot of stuff going on right now. And the thing that I, I really want to say to you is I'm proud of you because I know both of us are nervous doing this. Like we're putting ourselves out there and we're scared maybe a little bit about putting ourselves out there and going on this journey and just doing it with the intent of trying to help people but we can do hard things and we will do hard things and putting ourselves out there like this is that growth mindset that's just going to continue to help push you forward to be the best person that you to be the best person that I can yeah and we want to be able to as we continue to go through our own journeys is share some of those walks to not talk about or brag about or be like, look how much better we're getting. It's much more about just sharing and encouraging and trying to hopefully be an example because really deep down, one of the reasons why we're doing this is for our daughter. It's like that whenever, if something happens to us, she has video documentation of what we believe in and what our journey has been and it might encourage her. But again, we want her to be able to go do whatever she wants to do and everybody deserves to to follow their passions, to follow their gut, to follow their dreams and to just do what fills their cup and a lot of people just aren't doing that. So we just hope that we can maybe be an example for other people because I know you can think of so many people and I can think of so many people in our families that we've worked with in the past, that we've anybody that we've crossed paths with in the universe can always use a little bit more help. Just being themselves and just being
1: Yeah. And I think going off that, too, is like believing in yourself, like as he alluded to, like. He's the talker, like he is, at least in my from my perspective, like
0: she can talk to it,
1: it just comes out so easy for him. there's people like that. And that's not really ever been me. Like people have told me I speak well when getting up in front of NFL players and all this. And that just blows my mind because like I have this fear of putting myself out there, and especially when it comes to speaking. And so this is me facing my fears through this journey. And I think everyone probably has a fear or insecurity or self-doubt. And maybe some people have a lot, some people have a little bit, and it can be a wide range of things that have caused that or led you to be struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with. And so for me, like social anxiety, talking in front of people is that. And so that's really kept me from becoming my best self and being able to share what some of I feel God's the abilities that God has given me with the world and even just when it comes to nutrition in particular has held me back from maybe helping a certain player because I take it as he Is He doesn't want to talk to me or whatever it is or not taking an opportunity to get up and talk in front of the team when really I could have maybe given some guys a good message. But I was afraid of, oh, I know a couple guys would probably think I'm annoying or like some of this is me working things I'm working through literally at this point in my life. Some of this self-doubt and like core beliefs that I've come to believe about myself that have impacted my ability to show up as my best self so this is me attempting to undim my light and yeah face fear
0: and we want to not only undim our light but try to use our light to help others be a light the sometimes the world does feel like it's a little bit dark because there are so many people out there that Like we truly believe in the statement of like hurt people and healed people heal people. And it's not even like fully healed people. It's just that people that choose to do the brave and courageous thing of taking care of themselves and confronting past traumas, confronting their fears, confronting discomforts, confronting just emotions, just purely just emotions and being able to work through those things. The people that unfortunately it seems are the loudest people. Sometimes that really influence how people are feeling about themselves, how people feel about the world, probably haven't been taking great care of themselves, probably haven't been. They might come from the generation that doesn't even believe, because again, the science back in the day used to think that emotions were a sign of like lack of intelligence or weakness or that they were an actual issue. And don't get me wrong, emotions can be an issue if you don't deal with them. Like if you people think that just keeping it inside and not working through it and just ruminating is better than expressing, feeling, crying, having all those feelings and emotions that our bodies are literally uh, literally equipped to do. And that is something else that we really, again, going back to our expertise and our knowledge, there's so many cool things that our, our bodies are capable of and communicating to us that so many people ignore. Or don't even just take the time, just stop. Even on those days when you're like not feeling special or you're not like, I don't matter. There's nothing cool about me. Your body's doing some insane stuff all the time, whether you like it or not. And it's about making sure that it can do it to the best of its ability. So that way you can do whatever you want to do to the best of your ability. That's you, again, pro athletes, they want to take the best care of their body even their mentals, even everything else. So that way, when they show up on the field, show up on the court, whatever, they're doing the best that they can do. Why can't quote unquote normal people, the average everyday human being do that same thing?
1: And going off of that, I think our message applies, like we said earlier, to athletes as well, because a lot of times, like for example, with the Colts, like they had an initiative on mental health awareness. Like think about how impactful that is when some of these players that like fandom is a real thing like hearing these players like talk about the struggles that they're going through I think we sometimes put actors athletes like all these different people politicians up on this pedestal but like at the end of the day we're all human beings and I think that's why our message is literally just for human beings and sometimes we even we talk about our dog Django too because like we all have Needs Like, we have basic needs that need to be met on a daily basis for our bodies and for the incredible things that he's talking about to happen. And I think so many people, like, we're just, we didn't learn about this stuff. Like, I didn't, there's so many things obviously I have learned over the period of time to become a registered dietitian and even just talking with him about the body and movement and all this stuff anatomy, physiology, and then learning about the mental health side, which we've learned about on our own and we're by no means experts. in, But how coordinated all of it is and how if you're not taking care of one, how much it impacts the others. And like you said, I like to think of health and there's so many things that exist on a spectrum, but health on a spectrum and it's like there's all these external messages about what's healthy what's not healthy you should do this you shouldn't do that um and this like perfect image spit out about what health looks like and all this stuff but really like health is on a spectrum and I had a mentor explain it to me this way so I'm totally stealing this concept but it just stuck with me um like so I'm like on one side is people out there maybe this is someone who's listening who like probably not i don't know but you don't care about health or maybe like your circumstances you have too much going on to think about how much water you're drinking how much food you're eating like you're just in survival mode or whatever your situation is and like health is not on your radar but then there's the other side of the spectrum where you may be obsessed with one aspect of health i think of and nutrition, having to learn a lot about disordered eating and that connection with trying to be perfect and it coming at manifesting in how you treat your body, whether it's like overexercising, under eating or just orthorexia, where you think you have to be absolutely perfect with what you put in your body. I'm going on a tangent. But then there's also like the middle ground where it's like trying to move the needle on both sides to get people to where their optimal well-being is. You hear the word holistic, and that's not in the trendy, only certain people can achieve this type of way, but just in the sense of we all have a mind. We all have a mind, a body, and a soul that has these basic needs, and they're all important. They all impact each other, and it's not about let's be perfect with any of them. You're never going to be perfect, but because we're human beings, but just progress over perfection and just working towards that like most peaceful balance
0: just try just put in a little bit of effort have a little bit of intent because like we talk about all the time intent with what you're doing is extremely important if with anything again it doesn't have to be perfect because i come from a background or i come from a journey that was i would say like exercise addicted and like almost eating disordered but In the sense of like overeating in a a way of I just I felt as though if I didn't have X amount of protein per day and X amount of this and X amount of that, it was a bad thing. And I would be mad at myself or I would feel shame or it would get me down. But all of that was in pursuit of some sort of body that I felt as though matched what society was asking or matched how like in my head I was like, if I don't look like this, then I'm lesser than Mm. Because I I did I elementary school I was overweight and so I went through all of these really did get bull- bullied on the playground and a lot of that carried through and it was like all of a sudden I discovered weightlifting wow I can change my body I can do this so even getting into the fitness arena of coaching people was almost led by a like a negative source like mm-hmm. it was fueled in a negative way but. I've been able to go through this journey of not only myself, but watching other people go through this journey in the sense of, because I have become so much more lax with just with everything. And what we try to say, or what we hope comes across is that like, these are things that we have just tried and we found success in them. And again, it's not the end all be all I, I think you were alluding to it, but some of these books, even outlive, I love the book outlive but some of what it's saying just feels daunting. It feels like i have to do eight hours of zone two cardio per week in order to be maximally healthy. Yeah, that can be extremely daunting. So it, but it doesn't have to be any of those things. It's literally just have a little bit of a toolbox, have something, have a, even if you can't communicate with yourself, have a checklist of things that is just checking in with yourself every day. Have I drank water? Have I eaten food? (laughs) Even if it's only a couple times a day, like just trying to improve every day, have I moved? And I can just be walking. I can be yoga. I can be stretching, whatever. But have I moved my body? Because like she said about mental health, no, we're not experts, but we both struggled with mental health. I personally struggled with anxiety, depression, some pretty negative, dark thoughts. And through those moments, I had to find ways to dig out of it, to get myself out of that so I could get on with my life and actually live my life depression, anxiety, all of those things, ruminating, not dealing with your emotions can lead you into this state of just feeling stuck. Like you can't move forward, like you can't do anything, like you're just stuck in mud. And it's really easy. It's like, a, it's like we talk about during the winter how hard it is to get out of bed in the morning because it's cold in our house and we have wonderful blankets that keep us warm. And at sometimes that's what depression feels like where it's, I'm good here, like comfort. A lot of what the body chases is this, just this comfort that's just a lot of it's just distraction a lot like you will we'll, there'll be some like footage of what our house looks like but we have purposely went on this journey of going quote-unquote furniture free where we don't like we're in our living room there's no couch in here there's nothing it's just a it's just a rug and it has led us to not having the tv on as much because there's not a place for us to just sit and be uber comfortable that we don't want to get up and so let's just keep watching shows and doing this don't get me wrong Nothing wrong with enjoying those things. Nothing wrong with doing those things because I watch a lot of anime, if I do say so myself. But it's about a balance and making sure that you are living your life. If you love doing that, if you love doing those types of things, do it, but also pair it with these other things that, yes, you want to have as much happiness and joy and pleasure and that dopamine. Everybody craves dopamine throughout your life because it feels good. But you also want to make sure that you're still taking care of yourself and you have a self. And it's not just this character that people tell you you have to be or this person that you tell you have to be or these things that people tell you you have to do it's literally just listening to yourself and trusting yourself and not trying to meet anybody else's needs before you can meet your own
1: yep whoa yeah (laughs) it's a lot yeah and i think that's the thing too is just we feel like we've been awoken to be able to see this in a perspective, see wellness in a new perspective, being in a new perspective because who's controlling the narrative that majority of people see when it comes to being wellness? It's a billion dollar industry that is trying to sell you this or that and telling you that you need it in order to be to love yourself, to be acceptable to society to meet all these external pressures when I feel like at the end of the day, and I think we both believe is that by going inward, that's actually how you figure out like who you are, what you want, like what like helps you accept yourself and love yourself.
0: And it's such a personal journey. Like you keep emphasizing the word you because it's going to look different for every single person. Like just because of the way that we live our lives or what we do. It's not like we're sitting here being like, you got to live, you got to do this thing, you got to try this furniture free thing. Don't watch TV anymore. That's literally not what we're telling you. We're trying to encourage people to go inward and find what brings them joy, what truly enriches their life, what allows them to go after their passions, to be able to do things that they enjoy, get into a flow state, just literally live more life, live more life. So that way you don't look back and you're like, what, where did it go? Or, you were like, I know we worry about family members and we worry about people close to us. You're, how are you feeling when you're 40? How are you feeling when you're 50? How are you feeling even when you're 30? Like some people that I talk to, it's like they're like, oh, I'm 30 now. Oh, God. my back hurts. This hurts. You don't have to be resigned to that fact though. Because again, you just, and it's the minimal routine maintenance of getting my water, sleeping, I'm eating food. I'm fueling my body. I'm moving. I'm meditating. I'm breathing. I'm checking in with myself. Like that's, and it can be, again, one minute a day of everything. And if there's 10 things, guess what? That's 10 minutes. That's all that it takes. Just a little bit of something every day.
1: And I think we've talked a little bit about, too, our audience wanting some of those people who are our age and going through some of these things, these hard, I don't know, just like figuring out things from childhood and realizing, oh, this may have contributed to something I'm struggling with today and also probably around family members who are getting older. And for me, I guess I'll just speak for me personally. Like, it's really hard to watch them get older and be in pain be uncomfortable, not be able to go and do the things that I know they wish they could. Even I lost both of my grandmothers this past year or last year. It's already almost 2024. That was t- so 2022. Yeah. And both too young. Like, I wish they could have met my daughter. I wish they could be here today. Like, I wish I could be having. These conversations. Listening to this (laughs) with them and, oh, there's a deer in our backyard. Okay. Wow. Big deer. Deer in the backyard. We
0: have nature in the backyard.
1: We love nature. Oh, I love my backyard. Oh my gosh. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, like they did the best they could with the information they had at the time. And thankfully, we live today. Like sometimes it can feel like a bad thing because there's all this, it's overwhelming with all the information. But we just want to help simplify it so that we can utilize information that's out there just to help guide being more intentional with your life so that you can take control of those things in a proactive way rather than having to deal with them and your family see you suffering in that way and in a reactive
0: way where because a lot of the time whenever something does present itself because there's so much information coming out about how Even just mental health and emotional well-being influences your physical health and what it can do to your body and to your hormones, to all of the processes in your body if you're just literally not taking care of yourself and doing those little things that can help keep you living a life not only for yourself, but also for the people that you care about. Because even if that's the one thing that gets you started on this journey of applying that thought to, oh, like you were saying, like your grandmother's. I'm sure that if they had access to this information or they are, there were more people trying to share this type of information, they could they might still be here. They you never know. And so it's if you were to go back and give them the option and be like, "Hey, if I'm going to have a daughter in 2022, I want you to be there. Can you take care of yourself?" Like I bet you 10 out of 10 times, they would jump on that. Anybody who has passed away, like, if you had the opportunity, if I could add five more years to your life and that you could spend with your loved ones, would you? what would you do?
1: And I have two things. The quality years. Yes. Not, like, suffering because I won't get too personal about, like, my family members, but, like, I'm not saying that their passings were directly caused by, like, anything in particular that they did. It's just, like, We are coming out of a period of time where there was limited knowledge about the human body. I think there's Western or like ancient. Western and
0: Eastern medicine. Yeah,
1: like, you know, some different things, but it's like it only focused on such specific things. Like I remember finding writings from my one of my grandma's actually my great-grandma talking about what she needed to do to stay skinny it was all about like appearance it wasn't actually about there's so many things we could talk about when it comes to like females and just society things and like pressures but even men like just like things you've struggled with there's these societal pressures to look a certain way when it's like what about inside? What's what about what's going on inside and how you feel? So it's shifting the conversation from and for me personally, also sharing my own like story. I think a lot of people who are in the health and wellness space probably got there because of trying to deal with their own insecurities or, you know, whatever it may be. And so that was the same for me studying nutrition. There was someone older than me who said, who I was still in high school, but she had started studying to be a dietitian and said, like, I can't get fat if I'm a dietitian. And that stuck with me and wasn't the sole reason. But I also loved exercising from a younger age. But a lot of that was because of trying to control my body and how it looked and insecurities I had about this or that. And for my own daughter, I we got thick thighs. Sorry, we got we have thick thighs. And it's it's something i It's taken me a while to come to accept and actually love about myself, but like that, I have many messages that I can remember from childhood about comments about my how my legs looked, and I perceived that as they're not okay. I need to change them, and so I, for a long time, was like chasing and using nutrition and fitness as a way to change my body so that I could be more accepted. When really, my body is beautiful how it is, and I there's a reason I have these legs like I can pick up heavy shit and that's what I want to help change the message for my daughter and all young girls and all young boys literally any human being is that like you are special and uniquely you and your body can do amazing things and it shouldn't yeah we should care you can care about how you look because that is part of society and all this stuff but let's also talk about all the amazing things your body can do and the things that your body needs in order to do all those amazing things well
0: yeah because at the end of the day winding it back you you everybody has needs and are worthy of meeting those needs and deserve to have those needs met you're gonna read the mission you're gonna read the why
1: Okay, yes, I want to share our why, so I'm just going to read it. We want to utilize our experiences, skills, perspective, pain, and passions to encourage, uplift, and empower others to begin or continue their journey of well-being and self-discovery. We will continue our own journeys and choose vulnerability, courage, and a growth mindset to share with others in the hopes of offering motivation, support, and hopefulness. We believe this will help us to be our best for ourselves, each other, Connor, our daughter, and everyone else around us. By controlling what we can, which includes and is limited to ourselves in raising slash guiding our daughter with purpose and intention, this will allow us to meet our needs, prioritize healing and well-being, approach challenges and failure with a growth mindset, and do the daily work to know, love, and accept ourselves and each other. Last sentence, bear with me. By approaching this journey with intention, integrity, vulnerability, and trust, we hope to inspire others and build a community of peaceful, emotionally mature, and holistically well human beings that feel supported, seen, heard, and valued.
0: Yeah, and that feels like a really good place to wrap everything up. I feel like we've talked a lot about good stuff and on the why. We hope that something... Resonate if you are listening to this. If you're seeing any clips, we hope that this resonates with you, and you will join us on this journey. And if even maybe you don't feel comfortable joining us on this journey, or it didn't resonate with you, just take a pause and think about if there's anybody in your life that could resonate with this or anything that we're going to be talking about. And if you will, in the show notes for the podcast and in all of the the different clips, we'll have all of our different accounts and different things that we're going to be posting. Pretty regularly now because this is what we're trying to do, trying to inspire, trying to just chase our dreams at the same time, trying to just help and touch as many people as possible and help them realize that they deserve to take care of themselves. Spread some light, spread some love. We love you. We see you.
1: You are enough.
0: You are enough. Say that to yourself. Louder. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great day to have a great day every single day of your life. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Peace out.